शाहरुख खान से फॉर लव बट एज ट्रू फॉर इंस्पिरेशन आई थिंक नहीं ढूंढोगे तो नहीं मिलेगा इफ इफ यू डोंट सीक इट यू वॉन्ट फाइंड इट दैट्स ट्रू ऑफ इंस्पिरेशन आई मीन आई हैड मंथ्स ऑफ बींग डल एंड ड्रैब एंड दी ओनली एक्सप्लेनेशन इज आई हैवन लुक्ड फॉर इट बिकॉज इट्स ईजी टू टू एग्जिस्ट नॉट बी अ लाइफ बट टू एग्जिस्ट इन एन अनइंस्पायर्ड स्टेट एंड एंड या सो आई नाउ लर्न दैट यू नीड टू सीक Hello and welcome to Think Inspired, a weekly conversation about inspiration and its role in the creative process. My name's Thru and I'm your host. I'm also the founder and CEO of Inspo, a search engine for inspiration. Now, this is a curious and often misunderstood topic that my team and I have been obsessing about for the last year as we've been building our product. We've had literally hundreds of conversations with creative thinkers about the nature of inspiration and this podcast is our humble attempt to capture some of those discussions, share our learnings with the world and hopefully help you think inspired. My guest today is Anuj Gosalia who is a writer, an entrepreneur and an old friend. We first met at a Mumbai cafe back in 2016 for breakfast after I sent him a cold email. and we've both been building creative products ever since. He's the founder and CEO of Terribly Tiny Tales, a storytelling company that reaches over 20 million people every week. He thinks a lot about content, creators, communities, and alliteration apparently. Anuj was one of the first people I reached out to when starting this podcast, and I've always been curious about his creative thinking process. So I can't wait for this conversation. Anuj Welcome to Think Inspired. Thank you. Yeah, we've been wanting to do this for a while. Um I can't wait to ask you some of these questions. So, why don't we get straight into it? Right? With a with a big one. So, what does inspiration mean to you? So, I I think of inspiration really as a portal um to ideas thoughts um you know it allows this free canvas this uh, wide ocean to swim into and you don't get this often in the day uh, or even in weeks and you know you're you're really like really uh, craving or seeking and we'll talk a lot about that in 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 as we move forward but i really look hungrily look for that portal uh, in my day so that you can coexist with what you're doing but there there's still that layer of ideas thoughts um and so in a sense it you can think of it as a springboard or a trampoline for your imagination uh, that's how i see it uh, inspiration as a springboard for your imagination um yeah that's what that's what it is it's 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 an escape from from conscious action yeah beautiful so i think it's a great start we're a few minutes in i think we've already used like 1 2 3 4 5 metaphors <laughs> for inspir- inspiration portal trampoline springboard wide ocean Uh, and I think there may have been one more, but yeah, I I couldn't agree more. So 
Tell me, um, is the portal always open to you? No, man. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a struggle to access it. I, I mean, there are days, weeks even, um, when, when you're looking to be in that state, right? Because it gives you some amount of urgency, uh, creative energy. It it pushes you to kind of uh, take that hazy idea and build on to it and move with it. So, yeah, I, I don't find it easily enough. And, you know, there, there are a bunch of things uh, that I now have learned to do to, to come closer to finding it. Um, there's still no, <laughs> there's still no easy answer to find it. But yeah, now there are some tools uh, which we can speak about. Yeah, that was going to be the next question. Uh, when you're uninspired, what do you do? What are the rituals? What are the tools? What are the practices? Uh, if any, love to hear them. So things that work for me, right? So when I'm, and I'm, I'm going to speak from me as a, uh, a writer lens and less from the founder CEO perspective, but just as someone who uh, loves the, creative journey. So I think the most humbling and the most foolproof way has been to stare at a blank screen. Um, so <laughs> I mean, I do a bunch of things, right? I uh, go for walks. Uh, I do yoga. I love hot water showers um, and just kind of a long shower that that makes you switch off from one role. So anything that breaks uh, one role is usually an entry point into an inspired state. Uh, so I try and create those, you know, I could play like I have a softball at, at home and I just bowl to, to a wall and I play cricket to a wall. And so all sorts of silly things. But you know, I, I was reading this on Twitter. Someone wrote a thread on a writer at a commencement speech. And, you know, he was asked to come and speak to the the batch. And so this writer comes and there's 200, 300 students eager to learn. You expect him to speak for 30, 40 minutes about the writing process. And so he's there and uh, all these students are waiting to listen to him and he the first question is uh, how many of you in this batch want to become writers and it's a mfa batch or something so everyone wants to become a writer and so 90 95 percent of the students raise their hand and his next line is go home and write <laughs> and that's his speech and he's, <laughs> he goes back <laughs> And just like go home and write. And so I could, <laughs> we could speak a lot about ways to come closer, but nothing is more humbling. Nothing is more purposeful than um, sitting down and writing. So eventually I, I get to that. So all these meandering uh, ideas uh, are, are a way to sit and not move for 20 to 30 minutes. I think it takes me about that much time to to 
to let go of shame to let go of uh all the negative um or limiting ideas that don't let me write right so we're all essentially scared um and so inspiration is really also a way to um move beyond fear and so yeah and eventually you want to move beyond fear and so 30 minutes is what it takes for me to say okay now i'm going to write something really awful but i'm okay with it um yeah feel like that should be the uh the title of your autobiography right how to move beyond fear in 30 minutes <laughs> that's like that's really that's really visible <laughs> um so many interesting threads i really want to tug on and um the first is one of the first things that you actually said that i uh i personally want to know more about because i think it's something that both of us experience so you mentioned that you're going to answer this question from the lens of a writer right not the lens of a founder an entrepreneur or a ceo um so i'd love to hear a little bit more about uh that conflict if you will um why you chose first to actually answer from the lens of the writer and then how would you answer that question from the lens of a founder or a ceo right um because again both of us are building products and companies both of us also love to yeah. write and um i find and i'm sure you've experienced as well there's a real tension between the two sometimes because you you know as a founder you're always like just busy being busy right um and it's like that's almost the worst uh creative state to be in because you're just not like witnessing you're not observing the world at all you're just like lost in your head or lost in the future so yeah i'd love to hear your 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 take on this that's a great question man so i've struggled with this for so long i can't tell you like i started <laughs> i started ttt as a writer and um in fact i started ttt as a response to failed business ventures and so it was a a way to recognize that maybe writing is something that i enjoy more and should should build out whatever career in writing it could have been as an advertising writer content writer i don't know what but so ttt was actually an anti business idea uh and <laughs> um and it over time did evolve into becoming a large community and then which got monetized and therefore it took the shape of a startup and a business uh, and then of course once you find uh, a little bit of fuel uh, for a business idea you obviously want to make sure it reaches as many people and and so i assumed that role and so the writer kept receding 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 and then until the creator economy and everything around that became popular i think all the signals around um from the vc ecosystem to even people who run businesses i think everyone was like hey look you got to choose one um right you know you you can't be a creator and a founder and you can't so <laughs> you know that those are two distinct paths and they'll always be at conflict and I sadly bought into that until the last few months where I realized that my creative energy really fuels my founder energy 
Um, and so for me to be personally, creatively fulfilled is extremely important um, to do well at business or to build successfully. So, you know, with words, I, I can write stories, I can make products and I can build companies. So I want to use the written word because that's how first I find myself, right? So I've always used words to kind of deconstruct my own head and otherwise it's it's chaos and only once you write some of it down you'll go like hey look i know a little bit of the world uh everything else is just just lumps of information especially today right so so yeah a few months ago i was very clear that look i definitely want to continue writing i could be writing about work i could be writing about what we're building but i don't want to stop observing i don't want to stop looking outside of because you know it's very easy to become a little pond when you're running what you you know you you can like you said it's so hard to zoom out and projects like what you're doing here with the podcast uh, what i'm uh, starting with a newsletter uh, it's called creator land so kind of want to uh, explore the creator economy through it um, so it'll evolve into a podcast and many other things, which which I'll obviously speak to you about separately. But yeah, so that's really now my like, hey, look, express and then use that energy to kind of lean into the business because I think if you're if you're buoyant, if you're inspired, uh, then it just everything else becomes easier. So why take away the tension if you have the creative energy to do both, then you're not choosing so i'm in the state of not choosing i'm saying hey we'll do both buoyant is such a beautiful word that captures that state um wow i i feel i've personally figured out so much just listening to you there because um i'm exactly the same i find that though my worst phases as an entrepreneur um, not necessarily terms in terms of results, but oftentimes in terms of results as well, is when I'm just like constantly hitting a wall that I feel like more quote-unquote building or more quote-unquote entrepreneurship will solve. And it's not the case at all. It's just like, you know, you have to go within yourself. And um, I think that it, it's there are so many parallels in both of our journeys. Like I also didn't start um, Haiku Jam or Inspo uh, with, a, with a business hat on Right. It was like, OK, uh, life is too tough right now and I need to write some poetry with a friend in a cafe. Right. That that was the energy so nice. from where all of this uh, started. And it just so happened that it was uh, it would make for an interesting product and even interesting business and platforms to come. So I think it's yeah, it's really uh, it's rejuvenating to go back to those origins. Um, one other thing that I found that's really helped is realizing that, you know, if you abstract away just a few levels, you'll realize that these two worlds are not so different, right? Ultimately, it's all, uh, you know, uh, just manifestations of storytelling. And we had this call a few yeah. months ago as well, right? We were just talking about like business storytelling. It was a really <laughs> hardcore, uh, how do you build like the building blocks of a business narrative? But whether it comes to like, a, you know, whether you look at a tiny tale or a novel, that's also like there are building yeah. blocks there. There are... Um, there are like creative ingredients that are synthesized to, to, uh, to move 
to someone, to move people into action or to move people into feeling. So um, yeah, I found that it's definitely important to invest in your, your creative self um, and also see that these two worlds are not so different. And you're absolutely right. Um, I bought that Kool-Aid for a while as well that like, you know, you can't do both, especially like my issue is that um, once you've raised money and things like that, you feel that's not a responsible use of yeah. time, right? Like every minute of your day needs to be going into the the mission and the project. And I and I feel like it's just a sad way to live. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I I mean, you know, creating is what led to again in both our cases the birth of the the first ideas that became much larger businesses. And so you're essentially taking away that energy and saying, hey, look, yep. we're going to, I don't know, become operational and very, very uh, robotic. And so, yeah, there was there was that loss for me too. So I want to switch gears a little bit, but also tap into something that you've, you've just said, which I find fascinating. So when you started... Uh, TTT um, sounds like you were in a space of vulnerability right maybe even like self-doubt that okay I can't do this business thing or maybe something hasn't worked um, and uh, yeah and then that's the yeah that that's the the energy that you were coming from and, and so much has happened since then so the question is um, how conscious are you when the inspiration when inspiration strikes generally and specifically for terribly tiny tales if you could tell us a little bit about the inspiration for that um that would be super interesting yeah sure thing uh, i'm going <laughs> to quote a very cheesy dharma films dialogue um <laughs> from this movie called <laughs> kabhi alvida na kena and <laughs> it's a very cheesy line uh, where <laughs> Rani Mukherjee is looking for this 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 idea of love in her head which is romantic and what she's um, read in cheesy novels and in in bad Hindi films and so she's she's grown up with that idea of love and she's getting married to a childhood friend who who who's very kind and nice, but is not that idea of love. And so she's asking Shah Rukh Khan if, if you made the same choices in life and do we eventually just settle? And so Shah Rukh Khan says, uh, for love, but as true for inspiration, I think, uh, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, you know, I was in my early twenties uh, and just just translate that for people who don't speak Hindi who will listen yeah to <laughs> so if if you don't seek it you won't find it right and that's true of inspiration I mean I've had months of being dull and drab and the only explanation is I haven't looked for it because it's easy to to exist not be alive but to exist in an uninspired state and and yeah so i've i've now learned that you need to seek and so you need to and what does seeking mean it it really means uh, you're more observant you're you're 
you're thinking about the things you want to speak about, right? So each one of us ha has areas of interest, passions, um, memories, stories we want to tell. And if we are, if they're um, on the top of our mind, and if you're kind of conscious about what we want to say, you'll you'll see a tweet and it'll inspire something. You'll see something on YouTube and it'll inspire you to say it and not just passively consume. Um, and then therefore tools become valuable, right? So you're not just then watching a YouTube video and forgetting about it, but you're you're making a note. And so journaling becomes valuable, making notes becomes valuable. Um, inspo, uh, you know, is uh, again valuable because for, for so long, um, my relationship with creativity was was everything must emanate from my head, you know. Uh, yeah. Everything is a function of my imagination and nothing else. So everything needs to be incredibly original. But the truth is, nothing is, and everything is right. So, so now I'm very curious and hungry to, in fact, not be original but to learn from ideas. Um, and get get all sorts of tools that help my writing. So yeah, that's on on your first question, which is how how do you seek or look for inspiration, and is it easy to catch it? Um, yeah, it's not, but you can if you look hard enough. And on the TTT journey, that, that was interesting because. I was running an advertising content agency on the side and that was something which wasn't very fulfilling. Of course, it, I needed to do it for the money, but I wanted to tell the stories that I cared for and I, and again, I was in a, I was very open and vulnerable and very grateful for the internet because it is an incredible uh, way to get discovered you know i'm born and i live on the internet i absolutely love the internet and so i noticed earlier today when i was stalking you on twitter i think it's your location it is my location. right in internet yeah, so changed, like, okay <laughs> changed it from mumbai to internet uh, recently <laughs> because uh, i've I, I mean i spent so i've spent so many hours on the internet so yeah i was just like hey look i've got a you know some Four, four or thousand Facebook friends and some people on Twitter and if I can write stuff and get feedback then I mean it's a great way to express so it was really an right. adaptation of the blog but what was interesting and what I learned uh, while writing was each time I wrote and it was a crude A-B test right each time I wrote something really long and full of uh, my own miseries and details, uh, people didn't care about it. Uh, right. And that's the harsh uh, truth of writing, which is, which is eventually you need to care for the reader. So not, not in the beginning, you need to write first for yourself and for one person, if at all. But once you're done, do, done with it, I think, you need to care for how people are going to receive it. So I wrote these lengthy pieces, got nothing, like four likes, five likes, seven likes, all close friends. <laughs> and then each time I wrote something pithy and 
you know, four lines, three lines. It it just is like 60 likes, 70 likes. It was a crude way to figure that either my writing, long form writing sucks or, or people don't have the time to read. And perhaps it was a combination of the two <laughs> <laughs> that led to the birth of TTT. Uh, yeah, so it was just like, hey, look, let's tell stories that were easy to consume but hard to forget and uh, and yeah package them in a way that become distinct and memorable and kind of separate us from just text so that black background and white text and all of those things came into play and we were the first if not the first pages to even use image as text so it was really on the feed it would pop out and yeah then that just became a thing incredible man uh just out of curiosity have you been back to some of those early pieces or posts i have I recently have. yeah <laughs> and some of them stay actually because again there was just so much intention and effort to 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 make them not be be specific to a time and so they weren't in you know now a lot of the content we write it's strategic of course but it's yep. to to engage but that was not designed to engage so it stays for longer do you uh I, i'm curious do you find yourself going back to that uh origin story whenever you're um getting stuck or hitting walls with the business certainly at a feeling level right so not uh, yeah right. so at a feeling level of i mean look we from having no community no audience so each time you have to get to a place where you're building zero to one you have to yep. remember that you've done it and so whether there was fortune involved of uh, timing involved everything comes to play but you definitely did put in the work and and you did try many many things to get to that lift uh, organic lift so it was it also didn't happen immediately it's not like i put out one right. story and it blew up i put out like yeah you know 50 60 long format posts all kinds of writing something stuck something didn't so it's a lot like now when you want a product to to be loved and to you know yep. when they say make something people want it's you don't just land on that um, it takes a lot of time pivots effort now of course the teams are larger so everyone needs to be prepared for the zero to one iterations which is harder because now the disappointment is not yours alone you can you can be okay with it and make the changes very quickly but you need to also account for everyone else's disappointment and then say hey look we this isn't working but we'll we'll do this and something will stick beautiful you you said something earlier in your answer that really resonated with me and you said it so like fleetingly and beautifully that i was I almost couldn't concentrate on everything that you said <laughs> after that point. But um, so there's just this, this notion of being a seeker. 
right? And the fact that you almost have to create uh, permission for yourself and you almost have to like cultivate the right conditions for inspiration to strike. And uh, you talked about how like, you know, there's, there's a distinction between existing and being alive. And most of us are just existing. Um, and therefore, like, we're not even tuned at the right frequency to respond to something incredible or even something mundane for that matter, because something mundane or something, you know, uh, that's just every day can, can still inspire a lot of, you know, fresh perspective and thought. So, and then, and then you, and then you actually, uh, sort of segued into the tools and how suddenly the tools become valuable. Um, one something that the team and I have been thinking a lot about and actually has fed a lot of the uh, has has been a lot of the inspiration for inspo itself is how like most of the tools on the internet are designed uh, not necessarily for seeking right but rather for searching and those are such two different behaviors uh, mental states philosophies for that matter um, and now it feels as though, you know, uh, there are millions of ways to like search for answers, but actually most people are not necessarily searching for answers. They're just seeking meaning. Yeah. Right. And it feels as though now we need to start building for that, not necessarily to, to get you to, uh, complete clarity and complete information, even though there is a lot of asymmetric informa information, I'm not like denying that, um, feels like we need something that's just like a little bit more meaningful. Yeah. That's very profound. And, Very hard to build, of course, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very hard to also embrace because it it takes a little bit of the stepping back, you know, because we're also plugged in. Yeah, that. I mean, for me, a large part of my day, I would say, of and and that's where the creation and the inspired state is so meaningful because it takes you away from information. And so it really like this, like right. seeking is anti-information almost. Um, and we're so used to not being in that state or at least my, my mind can't coexist. So, you know, I know so many other incredible creators who can, who are in this, like who can be on Twitter and then come up with some like incredible tweets and then shift context and be like, like, just amazing at everything and I, I just cannot and so for me to come up with one meaningful insight takes me a significant amount of distance from information and uh, yeah so it's anti-seeking it's anti-information seeking is anti-information so just to push on that here's another perspective because I feel I used to also feel that um, when I'm in, let's say, uh, a creative state, it's not it's definitely not a state of consumption. It's definitely not a passive state. It's, it's a much more like observant state. And I used to assume that like uh, the stuff that I consume, for lack of a better word, or or, or like embrace in that state, it's, it's not information it's not like the stuff that i'm normally uh looking at or reading um more recently i found that there's a there's quite a beautiful nuance actually that when you are uh, seeking 
I find that it almost like synthesizes information into something else, right? Like, um, you know, take the weather, right? Uh, on a normal day, um, you may not even notice or appreciate it. And it may not even be, you know, intrinsically remarkable. And yet when you are in the, you know, uh, when you adopt like a seeker's mindset, suddenly you're seeing from a completely different lens, right? Yeah, no, I'm, when I meant, what I meant by anti-information is really um, the numbness that you experience with too yeah. much information. So, right. so in fact, I'm, I'm pro, pro input. So it's not like you, you don't need input <laughs> yeah, yeah. when you're seeking or creating, but one is the state that you need to activate. And second is then the context, right? Which is, which is, Hey, look, can I, can I be on Twitter? But Hey, I'm seeking this and therefore, um, you're going to be more intentional with the information. Uh, is is where what I meant by anti-information, which is really like, don't don't snort <laughs> tweets. No, I I, I totally hear you. Um, I find that like, of course, we all have like a finite amount of energy, right? And I also feel um, it's easy to we we always just assume that uh, people online have got it more figured out than us, right? So uh, I, I, I'm, I am skeptical of the whole, uh, you know, Twitter franchise. Like, I think it's an amazing yeah. tool and I love to yeah. use it, but I, I just can't understand how, like, how can you do really deep, like, work. deep meaningful work um, being plugged in to this all the time? And this brings me to like another, another kind of like, you know, semi-whimsical thought, but, um, I think one of the challenge with tools is that like um, they really only uh, they're just reflecting one dimension of life, right? Um, I, I, as much as like, uh, and I know I'm guilty of this building stuff and you have a really lofty mission statement, right? And you're saying almost like utopian mm -hmm. in your dream about something. But the reality is like, you know, people should not be spending four or five hours a day on your website right or even an hour on your website like it's not actually required um it's probably not required for the work it's also just not required for human happiness so i feel like uh alongside you know building tools for seekers it's also a case of just like uh, maybe just being a little bit more intentional in the marketing and the messaging and the the overall packaging of that tool that look this doesn't solve all of the world's problems and you really should take a walk and plug up, you know, just, just log out, log out for a few hours. Yeah. I mean, which is why the internet pre social media was incredible because it felt like a walk in the park and it felt like you were stumbling upon when stumble upon was the thing you were, um, yeah. you were stumbling upon all sorts of niches, all sorts of like really weird things, which, expanded definitely expanded my mind and it just introduced me to so many subcultures um and also acceptance right like just your ex you you you're more open to the world if you if you learn more about the world and so i think that therefore the need for a new kind of internet and in which 
which I sorely miss as uh, as an internet uh, addict almost because this is uh, unhealthy and and devolves very quickly into one kind of uh, echo chamber very quickly right because it's everyone's fast adapters of twitter threads and yep. so now you all all you got is i met this person and here's five things i learned from him and boom there's a twitter <laughs> and so all of your feed looks like that and everyone's growth hacking so we've, we've become very like meme like we're memeing each other whatever you call that so yeah um to be popular and it's all sorts of fascinating if you can zoom out but um, can be better. Yeah, I feel like hundred hundred percent. I feel a uh, lot of just you know mimetic behavior online, and sometimes I feel the worst part is that it's really aspirational, right? Not just that it exists, but that's what like that's the almost yeah. the the cultural standard, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, and yeah, uh, it's a it's a optimization game that billions of people are playing right and um, you talk you talked about yourself as well right like you were running those sort of very early a b tests yeah. in your head um, which is so natural because all of us like <laughs> we want to perform <laughs> to some degree and put good stuff yeah. up there but um i feel like it's just so refreshing now when you happen upon a website or a piece of content or a book that's like unapologetically unoptimized absolutely right and it's just on some like forgotten corner of the internet um like one of these corners for me recently has been uh uh gregory david roberts blog right the author of shantaram he has uh, he has a blog yeah and um it's incredible uh in fact i don't even know if it's still up it was up on one of his earlier versions of his website and i remember a few months ago i just again literally stumbled upon it um, and he'd written this incredible, like, long-form blog, blog post about um, lockdowns, right? Because he's had a very unique experience of being locked down. He was literally, like, uh, in self, in, in isolation, in maximum security prisons around the world. So he had this incredibly, like, beautiful perspective on, like, how do you navigate a lockdown, mm-hmm. right? You, you're physically, like, really restricted. Um, and it's important that you keep your mind alive and your and and your and your uh, soul. Yeah. You know uh, you, 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 that you're you're connected to your soul as well. So it was just this beautiful post, and I was and I felt like I was perhaps one of like maybe fifty people <laughs> who have read this just because it wasn't like SEO <laughs> well enough or whatever. So um, yeah, I, I hear you, man. Um, so, so switching. Moving from the internet to uh, a slightly different context, right? Um, so we're both in Mumbai right now uh, in sort of this weird lockdown. There's been a number of lockdowns. Um, and uh, I'm curious, how has your like process for getting inspiration changed over this horrible pandemic that we've all seen, if at all? I think one thing that has been extremely beneficial for me and it's been a reminder and for for my for, for the kind of person I am I 
really value routine and and a pre-covid life really changed that um because you know there's all sorts of social do's that you never questioned being part a part of including meetings um so 2020 especially was incredible because i just lived like the same day for days <laughs> and that was just that was it made me really happy contrary to wow. what was happening outside i was you know was like hey look this is really good for my health and for my mind and of course you get affected by information um and stories uh, of pain but i i was much stronger even as an organization and as a leader i was i was i think we were better and we are also stronger now i, I mean of course you miss being with people and we want to enable that when we can safely but but we are also very good remotely as an organization and also me personally i think the routine really helps me show up to certain things that are extremely meaningful to me like workouts um like walks things i could just not imagine like i would i'd be in office till 9 pm 8:30 uh there's no way i was walking uh, in the park at 6 pm for half an hour i just never thought that would that would happen in my life yeah so yeah those things have certainly so one is that second is i mean of course i'm talking not just from a creative point of view but from an inspired and uh, ambition point of view i think when you recognize that your life is short and you feel it more closely yeah. i think it's definitely made me hungrier and more ambitious so i think again pre pre pandemic pre covid i was on some kind of autopilot where again you're running a profitable business you don't need to grow beyond you don't need it uh, but the want had kind of dissipated because it was comfortable right and so it was it, it was very meaningful in many ways yeah wonderful how I love how how you how, about, how about uh, you the way that you live <laughs> how about you uh, i'm curious to know how you've been so it's a, it's a it's a great question actually i feel um i really uh, miss people right i think that's that's how i I'd, i'd summarize uh the last year year and a half i really miss people and just a few uh you know uh, a select handful of like experiences in the physical world right um i love your perspective on it because i feel that it's it's taught us so much about forget about just work and it, it's taught us about life right and it's uh it's, it's been a shone up light on our values our priorities um and very simply how we manage our time right um so i'm i'm completely with you in that like even before it's 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 interestingly even before covid struck in india for the last like two quarters before it actually you know um landed here at least in the newspapers um we were running like remote work 
experiments because we realized that we need to start you know hiring in, in different locations mm-hmm. and we were already like a semi-remote company nice. with the kind of process mm-hmm. and protocols in place and then covid happened and we're like okay fully remote we actually let go of our office as well just because it yeah. just didn't make any sense during what was happening um so i feel like uh, i i absolutely unlocked a lot of time uh a lot of time that i had no idea like uh i even had access to or had the privilege you know of, of at all so that was great um but i i feel like i i really do um miss uh in-person conversations like just uh you know stopping in a cafe on the way to work in the morning and just reading like fiction for an hour before the world like opens up so you do miss those exp- experiences uh I guess it's also been a little interesting because I've been like in between countries a little bit. Um, I was uh, after the first lockdown, I was just in an apartment on my own here for so long and I was just getting like quite down. I went um, back to uh, my little hometown in the UK where my my parents and my brother was. So then I went back there and um, I was trying to come back like after like two, three months and flight issues and all of that. Um, And then my mother got like quite ill uh, at the end of the year. So that that. meant I was I was uh, I was kind of like stuck between time zones people and I feel like I, I've, I've timed the whole thing horribly as well I just went from one place to another just as like when a lockdown oh, was damn. starting <laughs> so, a week after I landed in the UK like lockdowns were announced I thought oh <laughs> come on <laughs> right um, but uh, sorry I've just been like talking about myself I've not even answered the question how has the how is getting inspiration changed so I feel like um, I've been getting a lot more inspiration through sort of those daily rituals that you've cultivated just purely just through self-discipline and, uh, you know, those physical constraints enforced upon yeah. you that you can't go anywhere. You have all this time, right? And it's, it's up to you what you do in it. So I find that like, yeah, uh, meditation, yoga, like even morning pages for me as well has been like incredible to, to do that on like a recurring and regular basis. Um, and then I think be, uh, just being a uh, more conscious use of the internet, uh, I think when I was like this, the, in the old world of like, you know, 2019 uh, physically digi- digitally, yeah, hybrid. Um, I feel like I was a lot less conscious of how like I used my phone, how I use the internet, uh, to consume information, to be creative. And now I find, um, simply because like it's so easy to spend your whole day glued to your phone or your laptop or your ipad just working yeah. um and and how bad you feel after that you just you you sort of run that check on yourself so yeah but i was honestly truly inspired by your answer because i feel like there's a lot of doom and gloom when it comes to this like i i i, I include uh, myself included i felt like you know the process has changed and not necessarily for the better but I always love it when people say, you know, um, it's actually, uh, um, it's changed, you know, in a positive light. There was uh, another guest, Marie, who uh, I think a few episodes ago, she talked about how like, um, she just started uh, using the internet again, more conscious, consciously um, and, and reaching out to people, right? Reaching out to people who were no, not in yeah. her city, who she otherwise would never have access to and getting on Zoom calls and just having like brainstorms and nice. discussions. Um, and I think that's, that's wonderful as well, right? That's just like uh, a great way of, of, of 
being connected and just infusing your life with a little bit more serendipity. So, um, want to try something fun with you, yeah. man. We do this at the end of like every episode. Um, I gave you a little bit of a heads up, but I, I don't think you really know what's coming. No, I have no so, idea. Um, <laughs> so, just before the chat, I, I searched on uh, Inspo, one of your favorite topics, uh, rain, which is incidentally one of mine as one of my favorites as well. So, I really, uh, I'm really excited for this. Um, and I saved just a couple of pieces of like AI inspiration yeah. that resonated with me. Um, so I'm just going to share them with you one by one. And I'd love for you just to, you know, share any top of mind response or thought or rumination, whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, please don't feel uh, the pressure to say anything. You can be yeah. silent yeah. as well. Um, okay. So yeah, let's That's just jump. Curious. Yeah. Cool. So the first is a relatively simple um, but profound GPT-3 powered question. And uh, in fact, there were two questions um, that I found. Uh, I'm going to ask both of them to you. So the first is, what does rain mean to you? And the second was, uh, what does rain mean to Mumbai? Oh, <laughs> the second one's much harder. Uh, okay, so I've got a slightly romanticized version of the answer, which is, for, I mean, for the longest time, rains are... Uh, I mean, the metaphor for rain is tears and 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 in a in a sense sadness. And when you look at, or when I look at the rains from this, you know, place of your safe apartment and and, and, a, and a reasonably good view, I think I look at how beautiful the rains are and so therefore the the normalizing of of tears i and i mean so for me it's i immediately run towards my own experience with sadness and and crying which is which has been conditioned to to be like you know you can't cry and so i've i've grown spent so many years um trying to not cry and <laughs> and so you know you know when you look at the rains and and sometimes with all its gusto and and fury uh you're like hey look it's sadness and tears and this waterfall is beautiful and um comes every year and without fail and and it's okay it's kind of appreciate it celebrate it um, and I guess it also camouflages your tears it does right? <laughs> so yeah I mean that that, that kind of uh, I mean I, I've thought about that sometimes so that's uh, the rains for me the rains for Bombay man I always uh, you know, I so the reverse reaction is true for me, which is everyone puts up these beautiful photos on Instagram, and I'm like, fuck no, like this is is <laughs> is beautiful because you're at your fucking home, 
and yeah and for me like bombay rains just feel like man people are not going to go out and shop people are not going to go and travel and people are not going to work and i just equate it with a loss of productivity uh you know people's uh, homes start leaking the the shanties and the slums they have a really rough time in the rains and so for me <laughs> mumbai rains are over romanticized so it's like guys get out of your homes see how brutal it is uh it's a shit show <laughs> so yeah i i now feel really bad when it rains really like mercilessly uh because it's and again you know i i went in the lockdown last year to serve food uh in may and june and so i served 1500 meals and i kind of crowdsourced the money and uh got a restaurant to make these and i went and again that was so humbling because again you know of these you've lived all your life in india yeah. you've seen poverty but again such a reminder of of like such a proximate reminder of how hard people's lives are and there's nothing there's nothing you can do to uh nothing you will do is enough so yeah now i'm <laughs> i am always like hey please stop raining so uh i think i may be connecting a dot here uh but i may be doing so completely inaccurately correct me if i'm wrong a few weeks ago did you uh write something on twitter about privilege or have i made that up well i i have written about it but I, not a few weeks ago no no okay anyways i i'm pretty certain it was you and i may be just uh in a time warp of my own so i don't know when it was um but the only reason i raised that is because i find that during the rains this theme seems to like uh almost resurface right of just like privilege in the city i remember like in my first uh move to mumbai properly in 2017 and first year or two like really romanticizing right because it was beautiful it was like wow you just like you know in england it's raining all the time <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's this horrible half yeah. rain right where it's 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 it's, it's rain that really lacks conviction <laughs> yeah. and lacks self belief and this is like yeah. rain um and i remember i think i posting on social media talking to friends and i was really attacked they're like it's so easy right like you've lived in england you're here living in a comfortable place right um it's just it's it's just not affected your life at all so it's it's easy to sit up sit and uh drink chai and write poems about it right <laughs> looking looking outside uh the window um but the reality is like really yeah very different yeah i mean of um, course there's a ton so of many, nuance so around people. this so i i'm not i'm exactly. not painting um one against the other uh i think I, i mean if you can't do anything about it uh it's okay you you can enjoy it it's totally cool but yep uh yeah just now it, like what is a thought that definitely pops up it is this for bombay so yep no wonderful thank you so let's let's continue with this theme of just a last couple of uh, gpt3 thought starters. So um I read two that were uh coming from a very similar space. So I'm just going to read you them both 
and I'm, I'm yeah, yeah again I'm curious to see how yeah. how you think about them so the first was rain has a voice if you stand out in it you can hear it wow okay <laughs> and the next one and this these were literally like right next to each other as well which I thought like was that intentional <laughs> by the algorithm because sometimes you just never know <laughs> um, but this next one was rain is like a shout it comes out of nowhere hits you hard and then it's gone wow yeah the gpt3 could write some tttts for sure <laughs> i was just gonna say <laughs> i mean i would love for it to for us to do like this <laughs> let's GPT3 do it three stories oh yeah let's do it uh, i'm i'm up for it we could run like a, a, a you know a, a month of like you get one gpt three story every week oh my god this is amazing literally an idea yeah. so great let, let's we'll do that let's park it yeah. for a second because i can't wait to hear what you think oh my god those thoughts that oh is my well. god the first one was so profound my god uh, <laughs> rain has a voice and if you stand in it you can hear it oh yeah. my god oh jeez yeah it, it says so many things i mean just at a at an abstract level um you know it talks about again the same thing your 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 relationship with rain because each one yeah. will listen to the rain very differently and and you got to and and what what is also beautiful is you got to stand in it to hear it and so you can't be sitting in the comfort of your home right and uh and talking about it you got to stand in it to hear it and that 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 is why this is so profound because yeah go ahead get drenched and romanticize it but like you got to stand in it uh and of course then um you can take it at to all sorts of metaphorical levels uh yeah. and it it's open for every kind of interpretation so beautiful love it what a lovely response thank you that was that was great i've been making notes as you've been as you've been talking it's beautiful so cool man this was uh, so much fun uh <sighs> last question slash request um if there's anyone you know who has inspired you recently would you like to give them a shout out because often times in life i feel like uh so many people situations and things inspire us and we just we just keep it to ourselves or like keep it within the confines of our journal yeah. right or a, or a ttt lost somewhere on facebook right so yeah if there's anyone would you like to i mean not that not that he needs much of a shout out but i think he comes to my mind only because of this topic um and you know i don't know if you follow rohan rohan joshi on instagram um i don't think i do uh, you, you I should, should because yeah he's incredibly observant and and really funny <laughs> and also very kind so he's got this very uh, special combination of 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 pulling you into his world but with humor and kindness uh, so shout out to him for sure and uh, yeah 
and and genuinely um not because i'm on this but for your mission so more than you for your mission i think what you're aspiring to do is uh, extremely meaningful uh, very ambitious uh fraught with a shit ton of challenges uh that i'm sure you're aware of uh, more than me but um yeah it just is inspiring when when you uh, meet fellow founders with lofty missions because um yeah it's it makes the journey so much more enthralling so that is definitely inspiring drew you frozen no okay you're not yeah so <laughs> yeah cool. so kind of you man thank you thank you so much i feel like uh uh I, in many ways i feel although we haven't met a lot i feel like we've almost uh, grown up yes. together a little bit just because of our journeys um I- you're on mute. Yeah. Yes, and our timelines and yeah. everything. So yeah, I don't know if you remember the. Uh, I I remember reaching and out we to met you. In Eric. Um, what was it like, 2016? And, and in fact, this was on my mind as I was just planning for this show. Do you remember the area? We met for breakfast somewhere. Do you remember where we that was? We met in Versova at Quench right. Cafe. Oh, it's right below my home. Amazing! I knew it. I knew it was near your house because. At that point in time, Mumbai was a new city for me. So I had no idea which area we were in. I just like took trains <laughs> and took cabs and like just, just hope for the best. Um, but I remember that conversation because it was the early days of, of Haiku Jam. I guess early, early days, days TTT. Of, of TTT. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been amazing just like watching you grow and build since then, man. So thanks so much Thank for you. doing this. This Thank was really inspiring. I loved it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening. We're still new to podcasting and would be grateful for any feedback, so do drop us a line. Now, just before signing off, I'm super excited to share that after a year of private beta, we have officially launched Inspo, the search engine for inspiration. So if you'd like to enrich your creative thinking on any topic and elevate the start of your creative process, head over to getinspo.co on desktop web and have a play. See you next week and think inspired.